This week we saw what I could call democracy in play as Wajia got a new governor and Kenya got her first woman chief justice. Right away into it and Justice Martha Kome was on Friday sworn in as the Chief Justice of the Republic of Kenya at State House in Nairobi. Kome was sworn in at a ceremony witnessed by President Uhuru Kenyatta and as he chose not to read the speech prepared for him, he expressed his pleasure to be the first president to swear in the first female CJ of Kenya. He also asked the CJ to do the right thing when it comes to delivering rulings, which kind of which kind of seemed he was hinting on the BBI ruling that he said to be presented before the Court of Appeal or the Supreme Court where Justice Kome is now the president. But well, maybe I might be reading too much into it, but have a listen and be the judge. Mine is only to wish you God's blessings as you embark on your duties. We will pray for you. We know you will succeed. We are there to partner with you and to work with you as uh, the executive branch of the government. We want to partner with you. We want to work together with you. And we pray for your success. Justice Ouko. Both of you, at least, we talk from grassroots in the system. Moving on, Ahmed Ali Mukhtar was sworn in on Tuesday as the third governor of Wajia County, replacing Mohammed Abdi Muhammad, who was impeached for, among other things, being culpable of running down the healthcare system in the county, thus compromising the right to health for the residents. However, the Council of Governors have come out to condemn the impeachment, accusing the Senate of being machinery being used in settling political scores. Also, they argued that the reasons that Governor Mohammed was impeached were the same reasons that Governor Waiguru was not. The standard of proof and the threshold of impeachment matters, and thus exposing the counties to political upheavals. It is in line with our constitution. It is provided for by the law. But the point is we must be careful with the kind of threshold that has been set. The display by politicians and their goons in the recent by-elections left me and many Kenyans, I presume, worried on what is to come in the 2022 general elections. Before the announcement of the winner for the Juja Member of Parliament seat, counting of votes was disrupted by goons, and among them, of all people, Governor James Nyoro, who made it impossible for counting to proceed. Elsewhere and elsewhere in Bonchari, claims of police intimidation marred the by-elections, as ODM said they found it hard to oversee the mini-poll freely. Hata police kwa mzee governor wenu kwa sababu tu ya imambo ya kura. Wanakuta mzee wa eshima kama huyu Senator Ongeri anakunywa chai pale wanasema ni mkutano wa haramu. My friend Fred Matiangi do not misuse your powers. When the state has given you powers, use them right. Do not misuse them. Campaign in a civil manner. If to matters business Kenya's economy is set for a boost after the launch of the Lamu port. President Uhuru Kenyatta launched the Lamu port, which is part of the Lapset project linking Kenya, South Sudan and Ethiopia. The president is also set to launch the refurbished meter gauge railway in Kisumu, among other projects in the area, accompanied by his handshake partner Raila Odinga next week.
Away from Kenya, the United States has heeded to cries by needy countries and pledged to release 20 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. This comes after the U.S. received a lot of criticism from other nations for extending their vaccination programs to school children, yet many other nations don't have the vaccine. More vulnerable groups are yet to receive their first dose of the vaccine. An update on the Israel-Palestine conflict. The 11-day exchange of fire finally came to an end with both sides agreeing to with both sides agreeing to a ceasefire. The Israeli army said more than 4,300 rockets were fired towards the Jewish state by Hamas and Islamic Jihad, a faction also party to the ceasefire. More than 200 people including children lost their lives in the conflict. A clip of a young Palestinian girl frustrated by the effects of the war spoke volumes and touched the hearts of many. Have a listen. I'm always sick. I'm always out of health. I can't do anything. You do all of this. What, what do you expect me to do? Fix it? I'm only 10. I can't even do anything in this morgue. I just want to be a doctor or anything to help my people, but I can't. I'm just a kid. I don't even know what to do. I get scared, but not really that much. I get, I do anything for my people, but I don't know what to do. I'm just 10. I'm just 10. All of this, when I see I literally cry every day, saying to myself, why do we deserve this? Why, what did we do to this? My family said they just, they, they just hate us. They just don't like us because we are Muslims. Why does Muslims act for you like that? We're just, we're just, you see all of the kids around me? They're just kids. Why wouldn't you just send a missile to them and kill them? It's not fair. It's not fair. And finally, blue ticks are back, but not the ones you see on WhatsApp when your crush decides to ignore you. I'm talking about the Twitter verification badge. The social media app has decided to bring it back since 2017, but they have changed up the process. Twitter said on Thursday that it will begin rolling out a new process to apply for the coveted verification badges, which have been a status symbol on the internet since Twitter unveiled them in 2009. That brings us to the end of the stories that made news this week. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, goodbye.